Hello and welcome to the Sound of the Loons. I'm Steve McPherson. This week, my guest is Minnesota United's newest DP, Jan Gregus. Hi. So, Jan, tell the fans a little about yourself. I like to play football. Well, okay then. Uh, how would you best describe your playing style? I'm a midfielder. Cool. Have you uh, ever played the game Duck Duck Gregus? <laughs> uh, I've never heard of this game. Is it like football? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, well Gregus, I'll uh, I'll throw you a softball here. What's your favorite vodka? Karkov. Oh, come on. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm <laughs> Caleb. This week I interrupted Notch so much that well, he just had been accused that he's making me read this and apologize to him in the intro. I'm sorry, Notch. Well, that's you. a bunch of bullshit. Hey! hey. <laughs> Welcome, we call it soccer fans, to 2019. New year, new you, new us. Same we call it soccer, somewhat. I really don't feel different. Like, 2019 feels exactly the same as 2018. Which is... Existential dread? What did you say, Caleb? Existential dread? Existential dread. Yeah, that is a kind of constant state of being, isn't it? Yeah. I feel yeah. like I need to create a new character now for the podcast, though. Maybe instead of being self-depreciating Atlanta-hating guy, I can be a huge Atlanta United fan and be super confident about myself the whole time. That won't get annoying fast. No. <laughs> not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> Never. Basically, I'm every Atlanta United <laughs> fan. <laughs> you know they uh, invented soccer? It's weird, right? We could just recycle all the old Seattle Sounders jokes <laughs> into Atlanta United jokes. It's, it's true. Great. It's true. I still don't know why they would go overseas if they invented soccer, though. Who's going overseas? Atlanta United fans to go learn the ways of the English oh, during right. the summer. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> during like the, you invented the, it. Premier League is in full swing in the summer. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. What would what, what do you think happened to fight and win guy? Do you think he still gets that video? Like, is it one of those things where he goes to watch like? Well, the, uh, didn't like he a, try to like blow up the moon? Something. <laughs> he does kind of have those kind of crazy eyes. But I just wonder if he's like at the orchestra or something. He's at the Seattle Youth Symphony. His like little brother is playing violin for the first time in public, and some guy sitting next to him is like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey it's you in this video. Hey, let's watch it together." Like, you, you, th- you think that happens to him? Like, anytime he does anything, it's just like that video comes up. His life is a living hell, and he hates everyone. And I think everything. if the video does you know, come I up, can... I think it's he would appreciate. He would prefer that than to be anonymous. Honestly, honestly, honestly though. Having watched that video multiple times, I really hope that it's a living hell for him every single time he has to view himself <laughs> because of the pain he's inflicted on all of us. Yeah, we just have to fight and win over the feelings, you know. Anyway. Does he uh, still have the fake accent, though? <laughs> Do you think the, the, the Roy Hodgson-esque fake accent? Dude, when I was little, uh, obviously I had a full Indian accent. It's really funny, by the way. At some point, I have to show you guys the recordings I have of myself from high school because I sound like a completely different person. So me and this buddy of mine had full Indian accents back then. His like two cousins from the U.S. showed up, and he spoke in an American accent the whole <laughs> week, and I hated him. Dude, I trusted you. <laughs> right? Seriously, it's like my whole life has been a lie. Our friendship did mean nothing to you. Anyway, but hey, we have new segment cues, new segments. Same podcast, new segments, mm-hmm. you know. No real change. No. But yeah. it's, like, just, it's like every it'll other... it just sound completely different. It's yeah. like every other resolution. It sounds like a paint over the top of a just a layer of the old stuff. Yeah, just, just make a new hole in the belt instead of, you know, fitting into the old holes. On that note... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into our first segment, Don't Look Back in Anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward. Only forward, good God, only forward. No back, only forward, okay? So, first of all, we've got a bunch of news since the last time we were on the air. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been. 
Did I do it right, guys? <laughs> it's been three weeks since we came to you with a podcast. Oh, we don't have the, we the rest of that. We, we just lost so much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Very the rest of that song five is... seconds ago. So, so uh, Mr. Jan Gregus is our new DP. Uh, we never heard of this dude until he showed up on our Twitter screens uh, wearing an FC Copenhagen kit and holding little signs outside the door saying, don't make a sound. Say it, Scatterlers. I've come to save you. And, you know, things like that. And then we gave him a little kiss, but said, you know, it, but my heart is with Ibsen. And right, right. Is that that just happened to me? Okay, all right. Yeah, it, it did only happen to you. But yeah. yeah. Uh, also, he uh, definitely did not say to him, Minnesota United is perfect. To him, Minnesota United is an opportunity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he said on the Sound of Lose I'm podcast. pretty sure that's what he said. I mean... That by the way, did you guys listen to that whole interview? I did. I did. No, I didn't. I suffered through it, and he is a master at the athlete who says nothing. Speak. It's it's a sound to behold. So it's go- he's going to be our technical director in about twenty years. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, probably. Uh, I think he'll be the technical director by the end of the day. And Steve McPherson, what little bit I've heard of this interview, he really tried. He was like, oh, oh so you he like tried movies, so huh? hard. What, you, what, what kind of movies? Like, you know. Oh, Gladiator. Yeah. The yeah, f- that's, a, that's a good one. No, he said the famous Gladiator movie. Was <laughs> like unlike Spartacus? The, unlike, unlike the unfamous Gladiator movie starring a crow named Russell, <laughs> which actually... Didn't do this much claim as it needed. I brought producer Nick. <laughs> you know, there is actually a movie called Gladiator. Back when, because okay, I a normie that I am, Gladiator is one of my favorite films. And every time you put Gladiator into Google, there's a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie that comes up <laughs> oh my called God. Gladiator, where he's some like historical diver. Anyway, Don Dwyer here. Anyway, hey, so, let's, let's <clears throat> so this Gregus guy, Gregush. Uh, as he's known, is he good? Do we know like highlights? What did the Copenhagen fans he's say? Decent enough. Yeah, um, Copenhagen fans. <clears throat> I think we're a little bit put off by the fact that he really likes to get second yellows, but the highlights of Copenhagen where he's been in them, rather than just the like him solo cam highlights, he seems to be good. He seems to be a good distributor of the ball from deep. Seems to press a little bit further up than a number six is supposed to, despite the fact that the press release made it very clear that they saw him as a number six. And uh, in the highlight package, he showed some skill on a direct free kick. So that's yeah. something that Minnesota's been lacking yep. pretty much forever. Yeah, there's there's, was, there's been no one to shoot from distance either, or at least with so, any sort of accuracy. Alexi yeah. Gomez. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, he, he likes a long shot. Uh, he really reminds me a lot of, um, Ibsen? me too. No, no. because he's more power on a shot than Ibsen. Also, he's, he's not batshit crazy with his positioning. Hey. Um, he reminds me a lot of Gustav Svensson in Seattle. Hey, speaking of solid. Seattle and yeah. number sixes and whatnot, we heard, well, first of all, several weeks ago, Producer Nick had said, you know who Minnesota United should sign? Ozzy Alonso. I would love for that to happen. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that's how Producer Nick sounds in my head. I'm fairly he certain. He sounds exactly like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we all sound exactly like you in your head? Like, have you guys seen that 30 Rock episode where the the page, uh, whose name I'm not forgetting, Kenneth. Kenneth, like in his head, he sees everyone as Muppets. In my yeah. head, it's just all <laughs> yes. of you with my head. Like, saying, <laughs> Do you all have slightly Indian accents? Oh, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> oh, cool. Indian accents. Anyway. Okay, so speaking of that, that's what producer Nick said several weeks ago, that he want Ozzy Alonso. And then about a week ago, we got a news report that said, FC Cincinnati, done deal. Ozzy Alonso, gonna go to Cincy. And everyone was like, why? You've already got seven defensive midfielders. And this would be a great signing for, say, Minnesota United. And turns out today... It's close to being done. Jerry Zagoda of the Trust, the Trust Tribune, <laughs> Tar Tribune, saying that it's it's almost a done deal, basically. Uh, yeah. yeah, Andy Greeter had a longer article saying that it's expected within a couple of days. That came following Sam Stachel's initial report on MLSsoccer.com. 
that uh, the Loons were the likely front runners to sign him. And apparently that they had come up with a better deal than FC Cincinnati. And honestly, taking a flyer on Ozzy Lonzo, if it's an incentive-based contract, team option for a second year, that's a steal, uh, in my opinion, for this team. It's probably not going to be that. No. It's probably going to be two years guaranteed. It's going to be less money than he was making in Seattle. He oh, was making sure. like $1.1 million a year. <laughs> but Oh, yes, yes. As we all know. Manny Lagos very good about making those, uh, you know, budget deals there. I mean, in all seriousness, though, Minnesota has enough room to overpay Ozzy Alonso. And that's what it would take to get Ozzy Alonso to sign with you. Yeah. Not just if you're Minnesota, just in general. He's probably going to underperform his contract by $200,000. That's fine. He's what we need. Yeah, this is basically Cronin's Bart we Dose. Need. Okay, Biz. It's all we can say in the song, in the, on this podcast, because the royalties are too expensive. Oh, baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right we, uh, the MLS schedule is out. We posted our reactions in a live, 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 live video, 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 video. First ever, 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 ever. On Twitter. That Caleb was not supposed to be in. He was supposed to be the cameraman and just kept on giving random commentary that was, was louder a, than I us. I was directing. Yeah, yes he was. <laughs> yes he was. We will bring you more live videos as the months roll on. Weeks maybe, days. Who knows how often we will do live videos. But we do plan to do more of them so keep an eye out. Maybe if you're in a way watch party at a home game you can be on a video with us. We'll uh, let you know when those opportunities present themselves. I'm telling you I'm going to be the guy that nods in Minnesota United fan TV. I'm tired, Colin. I'm tired. <laughs> anyway, Matt Lampson got picked in the re-entry draft by LA Galaxy. He's taking his humanitarianism to LA. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. Great. Good for the team. Yeah. We also and have the Galaxy not on the schedule our first two preseason games <laughs> in less than a month in <laughs> Tucson of all places. Oh yeah, that's right. Like. There's a reason that the last man on earth was initially set in Tucson because it is the last place on earth you would want to be if no one else was around because it's already fucking depressing. February 2nd, we play Phoenix Rising, ye old Drogba club before you retired or maybe not or who knows. And then on February 6th, we play Houston Dynamo. That game should be quite electric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move Man, on to... New Year, same bad notch jokes. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Let's move on to a segment that we call The Championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's the segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the championships, the NWSL, and MLS. It's been quite a while, and it's there's been, been a while. quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, Colin, don't leave. Come back. <laughs> All right. So, okay. In in sad news to begin with, uh, Siggy Schmidt passed away. Yeah. Um, longtime MLS coach, winningest MLS coach, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, I believe so. All these like really great anecdotes about him coming out after he died. All I knew about the guy was that he was the you know Sounders coach and the Galaxy coach and all this. I didn't really know about how beloved he was. Apparently, like super nice guy. Yeah, I mean he was the guy that benevolently shaped a generation of American soccer players. You know, he worked with the U23s for a while. Um. Yeah, coaching three of the top teams in the league as it developed into the at least decent power that it is. You know, it, he touched the lives of so many people throughout the game, and it, it's it's been cool to see what sort of mentoring figure he cut throughout his time in MLS. So speaking of coaches let's go from those who have passed away to those who are coming into our league we've got atlanta who signed frank de burr uh if you haven't heard anything about this i don't know why you're listening to this podcast the harry potter podcast on a different channel because uh, everybody and their mom has been talking about this to the extent where i'm just like how about we not talk about frank de burr talk about somebody else for five minutes you know what i'm saying uh 
Okay. Um, sure. Cool. So moving on, I guess. Yes. Let's yeah. talk about LA Galaxy uh, okay. who signed Guillermo Barrios Skeleto, the former coach of uh, Boca Juniors, who was formerly a player yeah. of the Galaxy. And rumored to be going to Atlanta until Atlanta got DeBoer. Sorry, I brought him up again. I'm, I'm so sorry. Better I'm apologize. so sorry I brought his name Better up again. I apologize. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I know Barrios Skeleto played with Sigi Schmidt in uh Columbus, yeah, Columbus. and they, I think they won the MLS Cup together, if I'm not mistaken. Was it? I think they might have. They won something together, and I can't remember. Yeah, it was exactly. either. It might have been the Shield. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then he was at the uh, the um. Yeah, he didn't play for the Galaxy. That's right. Right. My bad. Yeah, okay. It's fine. And he will be joined by former River Plate coach Matthias Almeida, who's in San Jose. We knew that one already. Yep. So kind of a neat little, you know, not rivalry kind of rivalry, Argentinian influence, something. I mean, I mean, I'll see San Jose is a yeah, rivalry, it's a so. long-standing rivalry. I know, I know, but I'm saying like it's the well, add a little. Can you say the like fire. these yeah. two coaches? Yeah, add, yeah, add a little. Yeah, more little, narrative to that. Little, it's a pinch of MSG in the stew, you know. That's mm, MSG. Anyway, mm, migraines. Toronto FC have signed Ali Curtis, formerly of uh, Red Bull New York. They also had their own guy, Bezbachenko, go to the Columbus Crew. And the crew also signed Taylor Porter. He was supposed to his name wrong yes. as their head coach. So a, a little bit of a Porter ball yep. going to happen in Columbus. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, Quick question: Out of those three hires, who do you think is going to most improve their team? Barrio uh, Skeleto. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of talent in that Galaxy roster that just needs to be coached correctly. Yeah, I, everyone seems high on Deber, and I will say that he has been successful at Ajax. But beyond that, it's I think his record has he been signed with Crystal, it was Crystal Palace. He flamed yeah. out within the Premier League, right? Yeah. yeah. And, Inter Milan as well. Both of those were really bad situations, so I'm not going to discount those. I don't know how much better Atlanta can get. I'm sorry, Notch. I know that saying that hurts your feelings. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more that DeBoer can really wring out of that. And then Caleb Porter, I mean, you know know what you're going to get out of him. It's roughly... The same level as Greg. You, you know what you're gonna get, and so does the lead. Well, and, you know how he touches the Galaxy have money. Earthquakes. I mean, they have got a superstar in Almeida, but I don't know how, how what their player pool is gonna look like right. next year. So I think Skeleto has the best going for him in terms of improvement. Let's see if that holds true. First of all, though, let's talk about the fact that the crew are now officially saved. They have been taken over by the Haslam's, and uh, one of the one of the kind of cosmetic changes but very meaningful changes has been the reversion from the hashtag crew sc on twitter to hashtag crew 96 showing the change because uh mr precord was very very proud of his rebrand about being columbus crew sc and so he had made some of these changes one of which was changing the hashtag to crew sc and now that is back in other news anthony precord also hired the crew's uh president of business operations to the same post for Austin FC. I thought things were going badly in Columbus. Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, Anthony Pritchard also made his Twitter account private. And uh, yeah, it was it was beautiful to see first the account going private on the day of the Haslam announcement. And then finally, he rem- well, the second step was then he removed owner operator of the Columbus crew from his thing. And then finally, the third thing that happened was that he removed, he put the, all his Columbus stuff was gone and he put the, Austin logo up. So it's kind of like, you know, watching the Wicked Witch dissolve into uh, in the water. And then like reappear that. in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that movie went, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Cool. Kansas and Austin. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, same place. Notable signings traded Cincinnati got Alvis Powell. God, that would be nice. Yeah. Good signing. Uh, Toronto gets Lawrence Simon, who's now on the other side of that big rivalry. Rivalry between them and Montreal. That's interesting signing yep. by them. He's old, but yeah, he's, he's old, still but good. Yeah. Yoshi Atun finally left Orlando for Cruz Azul after Orlando saying, we'll never let him go. They did. Good for Yoshi. Yeah. Getting out of that situation. Yeah. They got Orlando, got Danny Acosta on loan from RSL. That's an interesting move just 
because there's not too many intra-league loans that happen. And Dallas have moved Chris Richards permanently to Bayern. Another kid going away, but at least they actually got some compensation for it this time. Yeah. So the NWSL college draft is going to be on Thursday. We should have some more NWSL news in future pods. Things have been somewhat quiet. Some few trades happening here and there. Some rights going this way, that way. Some hiring by some some of the teams, but no big news so far. And the MLS Super Draft is this Friday as well. So block in for some mock drafts that get things horribly wrong. Uh, if you have too much free time in your life, you can read them. Probably by the time that this podcast comes up, SB Nations is going to be out, which I participated in. Yay, Yay Colin, you did it. I, I did. Okay. I'm so proud of you. There were so few fake trades. I was so upset that we weren't doing those. Okay. All right, let's now move into a segment that we call Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones, and study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues. First of all, the, the name of this uh, segment refers to these really popular lo-fi hip-hop beats YouTube channels, which I thought everybody knew about. Yeah, the three of us didn't, and you changed Nick's life yeah. forever. I'm pretty sure For the good. that's what he's listening to right now while we record. <laughs> yeah. He's just like nodding He's not bothering along. to mix us, like... He we just, sound we sound terrible right now. Yeah, he's he just got lo fi hip hop beats going, and I, it's you know I I if you if you haven't heard this these channels before, go listen to them. They got these like nice videos of like people studying or like a little raccoon like bob cartoon raccoon bobbing its head and doing things around a little cartoon room, and there's all sorts of like very relaxing stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's very chill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Nippon's going to be back next week with uh, news from the lower leagues. At the moment, though, I want to quickly mention that the NASL had one lawsuit dismissed from uh, the, I think it was the New York lawsuit that they had filed against all the individual members of the U.S. uh, SF. And the other lawsuit that they had going on, there's been, the discovery has been extended. So, unclear what the hell is happening there, but... uh, NASL again. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, we also had the NPSL Founders Cup reveal their map in their teams and such and their divisions and whatnot. Uh, you know, if you're like the two people who care about that, go check it out. And you know, all of Chattanooga, I really do hope. That's the only, see, this is the problem, man. I hate the NSL, NPSL Founders Cup, the whole situation happening there with like competing D2 leagues. But I really want Chattanooga FC to do well, you know, and beat the Red Wolves. Yeah. That city. Yeah. That's my my internal fight. At this point, it's like you care only because of parts of the story. That's probably not enough for the lower leagues, but those parts of the story should succeed because they're cool. Loon legend Femi Hollinger Jansen has... uh, joined the Birmingham Legion FC in the USL. Uh, we had a bunch of news from the Ford Madison FC as well, for those of you who are Minnesota United fans interested in the re- reserve side. Former Loon J.C. Banks, returning back to Wisconsin, signing for them. Also, because Ford Madison is Minnesota United's uh, affiliate team this year, they've really, really uh, taken after the parent club, and they haven't sent a defender or a goalkeeper yet. And then, Teams Twitter accounts as well were that fat. They made fun of it. Yes, well, I, 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 like. I got to say that this is, I think, the difference that, or, or the problem with Minnesota United's social media presence. It doesn't seem self-aware. And I got to say that about a lot of its marketing. They don't seem to like, like all of the things that the fans complain about are obviously, you know, kind of, well, not all, not even most. Some few things that the fans complain about, like shout about, are true. And it'd be nice to see some like acknowledgement of the whole winger joke or you know stuff like that from the team, and it feels like the the team is trying to stay above the fray. And there's that sense it's just not authentic, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's, it's like you're not in touch with what we're thinking. Yeah. My guess, as far as forward Madison goes, is that they're expecting to have Carter Manley for most of the year. They're expecting to have Wyatt Omsberg in and out of the lineup. They're probably going to have whatever goalkeeper the Loons draft in the second round if that happens. 
So, you know, they're not actually that worried about it. And also to give them credit for what I was saying with social media, they're a much smaller business, so they can take more risks. Okay, hey, uh, any other USL stuff that y'all have noticed in the holiday season before we move on? No. 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 Yeah, still confused about the whole championship, League One, League Two thing. Is it a game? Yeah, I have to look it up every time. And they say like, USL League One. I'm like, which, what? Uh, Okay, all right. (laughs) Is that third division? Something like that? Okay. Like, I thought we were just writing a sketch. It turns out it's actually a problem in my life. Okay, Arthur Blank. Have fun. Hey, don't say that. (laughs) Okay. All right. With that, it's time for us to take a break. We shall return with more. We call it soccer. It's soccer, where we have new segments this week. And uh, here's another one. Let's move now move into a segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. this segment we keep hope alive for the united states national team who are gonna make it to the next world cup we really promise mostly because the you know is it is the russia world cup larger it's not right it's only qatar that they expanded the size well that's Dude, also that's the, next, the one. next world cup oh right russia, Remember russia was last year yeah it seems like it was like seven thousand years ago but it was last year yeah I have I just blocked it all out because the U.S. didn't make it. It was such a traumatic thing. You know? Hey, I I blocked out most of 2018. Yeah. So anyway, the U.S. You know, let's keep hope alive because they're gonna make it because it's like a 40 team World Cup now. So if they don't, it's really bad. Okay. So there's a bunch of roster news. First up, Camp Cupcake. Uh, before we talk about the actual roster, I want to point out there's a great picture of Greg Berhalter looking like a cross country coach. On Twitter. That you so can he's see. looking like Greg Berhalter. Cool. Yeah, but he's wearing like these awkwardly uh, long like shorts that kind of stick to the legs and this like lean like long sleeve shirt. He looks very like I run marathons in my free time and otherwise I mean, wear sandals with socks. He, you know? he probably does both of those, especially the sandals with socks. Yeah, I think we need, he probably runs like, those marathons in his sandals, sandals with I mean, socks. I mean, 100% okay. sandals and socks. That's... For sure. Just looking at him. Yeah, you know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Marathon's like 50-50. All right, so this roster, what do you what do you got to say? Christian Ramirez is there. Well, <laughs> why is Bradley still alive? I'm just happy that he's happy. Well, why is Zardes on the roster so he can start instead of Christian? I mean, Zardes is pretty good these days. Well, for real, why'd they add Jonathan Lewis to the roster when they could have added Miguel Ibarra? Who's Jonathan Lewis? Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, he's a winger for NYCFC. NYCFC. I mean, no, he he's a winger for wherever NYCFC loans him out to in USL. Look, That's I know right. Miguel is good, but I mean, any player is going to get dragged down by playing for a bad team, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I feel but, like it, looking at like where he's been and what he's been doing. Like, I don't know, his reputation's probably got dragged down a bit. Yeah, he also had his best year as a pro. Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah. I'd love to see him there, but... Uh, yeah. There's also the fact that, again, Jonathan Lewis is not getting MLS minutes and yet was called in theoretically to give him national team camp experience because he's likely to be on the Olympic roster in 2020. But bring in Miguel. He's better. Well, Jeremy e- uh, Babosi is uh, there, and uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, who's the oldest person on this roster at the moment? Zardes, the most experienced. Um, we got Bradley. Yeah, Bradley. Boo, boo, Michael Bradley. Boo, boo. One hundred and forty-two caps for the United States. Boo, boo. Okay, all right. And the women's national team has released their roster against France and Spain. Any notable people there? 
there's a good chance that Adriana French gets her first cap against France. Is that when you mix uh, French dressing and ranch dressing together? (laughs) Which one is French dressing again? It's like the... It's like the red one? Yeah. But I can't remember if it's like... It's my father-in-law always gets. I'm just like, why? Yeah. (laughs) There's other options, Dave. You can live a better life. Seriously. Does your father-in-law also listen to this episode or this podcast like your actual father? I don't think he knows how to listen to podcasts, honestly. Wait, didn't you say he's like really techie? Yeah. He's like super engineering you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You and had a story about him when he's like, he's, you were test driving the car. Yeah. I, that new car back in June, I was test driving it. He's really funny, really dry humor. He's like, big car guy. We're driving while well, I'm driving it. He's in the passenger seat. Without saying a word, just turns the radio all the way up. So it's just like loud and just bumping. I'm like, I, I just couldn't react. He turns all the way back down. Which me goes. Radio works. <laughs> just paces forward again. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Back to the women's national team roster. Any other things you want to note? Um, Emily Fox gets another call up. Daniel Calaprico, um, Jessica McDonald. <clears throat> um, a couple of interesting reinforcement types that um, I think should push to get into the World Cup roster. All right, let's move on now to a segment that we call They Call It Football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. You might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. First up, Pulisic. He's going to Chelsea. Commence your freak out. Uh, oh. Oh, he's supposed to freak out? Hey, I'd, come on. What the hell, guys? It, it's... I thought we talked about this. I think the freak out is just the fact that he didn't go to either of our teams. Yeah. Oh, and he's going to fucking yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, Taylor's happy. So that's, that's good. She told me that's a jersey you can buy me. So happy like, wife, that's happy a life. Jersey you can buy yourself. But then like, I didn't say that yeah. out loud. Yeah. She doesn't listen. <laughs> you guys do share finances. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's not equal. All right, so, okay, blah, 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 we hope he plays, blah, 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 fits into sorry system, I mean, he's blah, loaned blah, out blah, back to Dortmund for the rest expensive. of the season. Yeah. So, good, yeah. good business by Dortmund. And and he came really out and said that he was not sure about what his future was going to hold, which is kind of affecting his playing a bit, so now he can focus, you know, yeah. on Dortmund and finishing up there. With, with So, anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, you guys have games that you... Um, don't yeah. want to talk about. Yeah, uh, I think we're I think the, we're in agreement that we both have games we want to talk about. And even though one of those games is really good for me and bad for you, I I was just not. Yeah, talk about on the radio. So yeah, radio is this podcast being broadcast these days? I mean, we talked about it on Saturday on the oh, Minnesota you, football show. You talked about it on the radio already. Eric so Silva Brenneman to yeah. invited us on, so it was very yeah. nice of him. Shout out. Yeah, 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 that was very very nice. But yeah, uh, basically what happened was a 5-1 and a 2-1. You can fill in the blanks from there. All right. So there were uh, FA Cup sets. Cup sets. This past uh, weekend. Um, first off, Newport County misprinted the <laughs> lineup card for Leicester City. Um, notable defender Christian Fuchs turned into Christian Fucks. Yes, he does. Okay, and then they got fucked hey, they by were, losing two one. They were yeah, Leicester did. Newport yes. County is the same team in Wales that I have actually gone to. I've been to their ground called Rodney Parade, and it was kind of fun seeing. It. Okay, so well, there are a bunch of Rodneys walking around the stands, going, "Where the Rodney Parade? Where the Rodney Parade? Where the Rodney Parade?" I when I was at this ground. Okay, little confession. Anytime I enter a room that I'm unfamiliar with, I kind of look around to see if there are any other minorities there. Because, you know, it's one of those things that you do. It helps you feel a little bit more comfortable if you see another minority there. Like, okay, I can trust the people in this room are kind of going to be cool with me if they let that person here. You know, Uh, it's very stupid. It's irrational. but it's the way it is. And when I was at Rodney Parade, hand to heart, I did not see a single other person of color there. And in this video of people celebrating the goal, I did. And it was an Indian guy. I was very happy. So now, you know, I feel better about going back there. And by the way, I had some very nice conversations with Newport County fans when I was there. So this is not to say that I'd, 
you know, nervous up to this point. But he was just, you know, I was like, oh, look, there's an Indian guy. That's great. Good. I'll, I'll go now. I'll be the second, you know, in, Indian person there. <laughs> He'll be like, trying to step on my turf, man. I'm the only one here. Okay. This is my this is my parade. <laughs> I'm Rodney now. <laughs> I'm the Rodney now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. India has a bunch of like old um, Rodneys. <laughs> yeah, I understand. That was the point I was going for. We have these old, like, very Catholic or very like Christian names from England back in the day. So you will like find what was that? What's a friend of mine called? Um, You're asking Nick, and I'm, he's has no, no idea. No, I was just looking, right I was now. looking <laughs> off into the distance. Right Nick, he's just like the distance. Was it also Nick is not that know. far away? But, but like, like a name, four feet from you, a, tops. A name like Rodney, which you don't find too many people being named these days. You'll find like Indian people being named Rodney. And, and all these like out of fashion names, basically, it's it's kind of one of those little amusing things. So when you Horse. say like if he he comes and says, "I am the Rodney," I could see that. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, all right, cool, man, chill." In the Ham Derby, as it's popularly known, Fulham beat uh or was beat by Oldham. Uh, you'd think that Oldham would have or Old Ham would have spoiled, but uh, Fulham. Was the one that left this I mean, game unhappy. It, it depends on if the ham was being properly cured. Like I mean, if, if it was salted and hung in a, a nice, dry, cool space, that's that's some prosciutto right there. I see. Okay. Also, when I'm full of ham, I don't feel that good sometimes. I feel great. <laughs> that's the only like way I feel full great. Of ham. Do you know? Oh, that got real dark. I, I listened to this uh, kitchen podcast out of or a cooking podcast out of England called the Kitchen Cabinet. And they always introduce me to different names of food. And one of them, the Christmas ham is called gammon. There's a cut of pork called gammon, which is like very porky. I think I learned that from the Great British Bake Off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it sounds right. They also have different names for zucchini over there, which threw me off. Anyway, this tension's out of nowhere. Let's move back to the game. Yeah, so Oldham beat Fulham 2-1, and uh, Oldham had fired their coach <laughs> 10 days earlier, and the caretaker manager had bought himself a ticket in the away stand for the match. Yeah, he was just going to hang out with his buddies, go see his team. He gets hired as the caretaker manager, and then wins against a Premier League team. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Gilligan and his island uh, beat Cardiff 1-0. Yeah, the stripper stored. Yeah. No. Yeah, didn't one of them like try to like screw it up at the end and keep them from winning? Like, isn't that what happens in every episode? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, show. <laughs> okay, yes. Gilling Gillingham, Gillingham, Gillingham. The silly British people and the way they say things. Anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal beat Cardiff. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay, this game was funny because Wolves beat Liverpool two one. <laughs> I- How'd that happen, Caleb? We didn't take this seriously and started. Yeah, sure. We started to they have two academy players, their senior debuts, and they have a third on accident because Lovren came off injured. And the guy we summed on for him was our youngest debutante they picked up ever. Okay. So, all right. And goal, uh, back, a center back pairing of Fabinho and Lovren, which turned to Fabinho and. I don't know if I remember his last name, but Kajana. So, Fabinho as a center back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. Focus on two competitions. You gave that's the no Premier League and the Champions League. So, Spurs put seven past Tranmere Rovers. City put seven past Rotherham. Lucky number seven, as they say. And uh, Arsenal and Manchester United are going to meet in the next round, I believe. Correct? Yeah. That. I think it's at the Emirates, so it's going to be less terrible. All right, let's now move into the segment we call. You were saying? Uh, okay, let's move into a segment that we now. Hey, come on, man! Can't, can't cut me off like that, dude. <laughs> you didn't cut that out. Well, I was I'm, just saying that. I was just what were you saying? I was just saying. You said no. Come on, you gotta he say said that. you got to be less terrible. And I said you. You say that now. <laughs> But then this whole thing, you're like, oh, oh, and then so let's just cut this whole thing out and not have this happen again. And okay. oh, good God, cool. I'm a professional. <laughs> good job, Nick. Technically, <laughs> let's not move. I'm a figurative professional. <laughs> Nobody pays you for this, Caleb. <laughs> no one pays you. We are not on Patreon. 
Uh, yeah, you know, that's why don't why aren't we? Everybody seems to be making a Patreon. Dave's I know. We should make a Patreon. We get paid. Uh, anyway. Let's we have to do a special bonus. Episode. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're not leaving here until you let me go to the next segment, right? Oh, God damn it! okay. As well as the segment after. I'm so tired. All right, let's not move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Sucker. In the brackets, though, some do, though, because... Let's not talk about soccer from parts of the world that we haven't talked about already. Okay. okay. Oh, God. Andre has in the posted a picture with blackface people, and let's not go there, because I... Yeah, it's been played out on Twitter. Let's just... The guy needs to eat his Kobe beef and not post things to Twitter that are racist. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the fact that Tata Martino has been uh, announced as the Mexico men's national team manager. Good for him. Finally. We've known this for two months. It's, it's, It's almost as if Mexico has been taken over by the Minnesota United PR team. Yes. Okay, let's now move on to talking about La Liga, where today it was reported Jose Mourinho has told Florentino that he's ready to take over right now if he if Florentino wants him to. And no. uh, this is because... What? No. Don't. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I honestly think they could, they'd go worse with him in charge of screaming at everybody. But uh, they tied Villarreal 2-2. Uh, over- no, they tied Santi Cazorla. True, Trusanti Kazorlov, you know, feel good story guy who was said to maybe never have be able to walk again uh, because of a staph infection while getting his foot rehabbed. He was able to score two goals against Real Madrid. Incredible scenes. And then uh, Real lost against Sociedad 2 0 just, I believe, yesterday. So they suck now. And they're losing a bunch of money because people aren't showing up to their games. Because they're terrible. Like, why would you go to. I mean, they're in fifth. Yeah, and it's freaking Real Madrid. You, the, you, if your team won the damn Champions League last year, you should show up to it. Maybe they shouldn't have won. They should have not won, and, and they wouldn't have this curse on them. That would have been right. great, right? Yeah. I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo definitely would have left had they not won the Champions League. Yeah. Oh, he left anyway. Yeah, like he would have been gone like two weeks faster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's let's now talk about Bundesliga. They're on a break till January twenty second. So They're on a break. break. Thank you, thank you. We didn't plan that at all. I want to point that out. That was organic. Okay. We are no pesticides here. Very original. So let's do this. All right. Let's uh, let's now talk about the fact that Dortmund are six point clear of Bayern. Could have been worse though if Bayern hadn't put out a few clutch results before the break. Borussia Mönchengladbach tips for Dora. Are three points behind Bayern in third place. RB Leipzig in fourth with 31 points. And then that's, that's all the teams we talked about on top of the bonus leader. Oh, wait. Uh, should we talk about Wolfsburg? Producer Nick? Maybe this time? Okay. Who scream- Producer Nick apparently screamed at the radio when we were on. And I was describing the Bundesliga and neglected to mention Wolfsburg. And uh, chastised it as a small team. So, whoops. Uh, Wolfsburg is ahead of Eintracht Frankfurt. Wolfsburg in fifth. Eintracht Frankfurt in sixth. 28 and 27 Points, respectively. Let's now talk about Serie A. What's going on there? Uh, they are also on a break. Um, Juventus, once again, is nine points ahead of Napoli. Inter Milan is uh, five points behind them. Lazio is seven points behind Milan. And then AC is in fifth. Great. It's another year that Serie A is not competitive. Speaking of not competitive, league up, PSG running away with it. Let's not talk about the top of the table. At the bottom, in 19th place, that is one of the relegation spots, is Thierry Ari's Monaco. Cesc Fabregas is going to save the day. Uh, Okay. That's what you think. He's slow. I mean, they're four points off off safety on Amiens. I think Fabregas is faster than Amiens. The whole the whole town of Amiens is just yes. like yeah. I they all eat baguettes and cheese and smoke cigarettes. Okay. Romo Pezer right. is their goalkeeper, man. 
I don't think he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Monica, I have that work cut out. It's a f- huge call Click from Grace. Kind of, I'm surprised Ari still has his job. It seems to be that there's something going horribly, horribly wrong there. We shall see what happens. If, if I, After this transfer window, if he's not able to turn their fortunes around, he is out of there. It, it's probably the fact that they've sold every single one of their promising players for the last five years. Yeah, but and that's hap- again, also, that's happened every five years, and they haven't done this poorly. They're trying to ramp up with injuries right now. They're senior players, so they're giving a lot of academy players senior taps, which they're not ready for. Yeah. So, uh, have you seen the size of Monaco? It's tiny. Not a lot of players coming out of that place. Anyway, uh, just kidding. But uh, moving on to talk about the AFC Asian Cup. India. Hey, that's my country. We beat Thailand 4-1. And just to give you a little story, a couple of uh, years ago, Thailand refused to have a friendly with us considering not big enough for them. Well, take that, assholes. Our first Asian Cup win in 55 years. And not only that, Thailand fired their coach seconds after the game because of the indignity of losing to India. That's actually insulting to us. Damn. Screw you, Thailand. I'm dead serious. They did that. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, uh, group favorites, UAE tied Bahrain 1-1. There is no official U.S. broadcaster for the AFC Asian Cup, so go find them sketchy streams. Uh, And a bunch of other results. But Australia lost to Jordan. Australia uh, defending champs of the AFC Cup. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Is this uh, popular UK supermodel Jordan or the country? Is popular UK supermodel Jordan a in reference we should Asia? know? I think I think maybe she she used to be a page three gal back in the day. She I know about her because of Formula One. There was a team called Jordan, and they loved calling Jordan into sit in the Jordan. They were kind of like this team that had a little bit of like. Virgin you turned it down with Michael Jordan, and we all got the reference right away. I mean, this is yeah. <laughs> it, instead, you showed some deep knowledge of page three girls. <laughs> like <laughs> has to do with Formula One. Damn it! Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. I know it's Formula One. Yeah, totally. Hey, speaking of yeah. which, let's go. Speaking into of a... the formula that's in that hand lotion, every playbook for the articles. Yeah, totally. Let's move into a segment now that we call confessions. <laughs> We're calling not just had some confessions. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> not had enough of interrupting my segment cues. <laughs> let's now move into a segment that we call confessions. We're calling confesses all he knows and that you should forget. So, Wayne Rooney got arrested a month <clears throat> ago at Washington Dulles Airport for public intoxication after he apparently breached a door alarm um, at the international arrivals gate following a flight from Dubai. Here's the question, though. Why would Wayne Rooney have gotten so drunk on an airplane that he would just walk out a random door and almost stumble onto the tarmac? Surprisingly enough, there's a little bit more to the story than just drinking way too much. Because on that flight, he was watching the... Liverpool versus Manchester United match where uh, as Caleb what? is what? is uh, celebrating uh, Liverpool won 3-1 to one. Um, as Waza would probably want to do he, he had a few cocktails to get through the match I understand if I was in his shoes I would be very upset that Liverpool beat Man United however though surprisingly enough he wasn't drinking vodka sodas like he thought he was. Rather, he was drinking Everclear sodas. That's a whole 110 extra proof per drink that he did not realize he was having. Now, why, pray tell, would airplane bottles of Everclear be on that flight? I happen to know from a source with the airline that there is an unexpected change to the flight crew that day one of the flight attendants just subbed into the flight said that he had to come back to the states he's a guy that has a completely against code neck tattoo of the old metro stars logo 
knowing that Wayne Rooney would be drinking heavily on this flight, he decided that he was going to spike his drinks by making them two and a half times stronger than expected in the hopes that Wayne Rooney would cause such a terrible international incident that it would lead to his deportation and thus his ineligibility to play for DC United. However, his plan wasn't quite as successful because, let's face it, this is Wayne Rooney. The man can consume large amounts of alcohol. He's Scouse. It happens. So he just stumbled into a door alarm rather than getting into a fight with a TSA agent. Plan didn't go totally according to plan, but good effort. Good effort, bro. Good try. Wow. Uh, mm, Okay. Uh, He's never coming on this podcast again to uh, do an interview. Or again, I say ever. Can't, Can't give up that secret yet. It's not Wayne Rooney's fault, though. Like, he, he was an unwitting participant in this. Like, if you're drinking a, a good, strong, what you think to be a vodka soda on a flight, you're not thinking to yourself, man, why is this super strong? You're thinking to yourself, keep these coming. I'm paying $11 for this. Was he, was he dr- why was he flying Spirit, though? <laughs> Do you not fly Spirit regardless of airline? What? That's spirit is the only way that I fly. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, with that, it's time for us to bring this episode to a close. Can you tell the good people where they can find the two of you on Twitter? I'm at Tay Olson716. Also at 551, sporadically here and there. We'll be doing more when the season starts, but also we have a book coming out at some point. So look for that. I worked on. So yeah. Uh, you can find me at the attachments. Uh, you can find my writing at e pluribus lunum. Um, I did some of the mock draft coverage for um, the team or the team site and SB Nation. Um, we'll kind of see how the rest of the week goes with how much I'm going to have to write for that. Find me at TW United fans. We Call It Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Hey, tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. We always enjoy having new listeners. They can subscribe to our podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Radio, SoundCloud. You can also find it on 55.1. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. Not again.